Good afternoon, Rich Das, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Stephen Oliver. He is a Vice President at Navitas Semiconductor. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing very well. Nice to see you again, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Same here. So first question for you, uh, some of the vendors who um, are pushing um, GAN technology are saying that there's not really a place for silicon carbide in the near future because we can take GAN up to the voltage levels that were previously occupied by silicon carbide and there's no need for it. Um, is that just them saying that because they don't do silicon carbide or is, is there truth to that? I would say right now that's them saying that because they don't do silicon carbide. Um, both obviously GAN and silicon carbide, wide band gap devices, they have their strengths. Uh, gallium nitride, um, you know, using a, a lateral GAN on silicon structure, great technology up to 800 volts. Um, but from then, really the strength of silicon carbide, it's a vertical structure higher current processing, slightly better thermal performance for the dye itself. And going, you know, silicon carbide now spreading from 650 to 6,500 volts. That's quite a range. So we see a, a healthy balance between GAN and silicon carbide. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, so it is a little bit of marketing speak then from those folks. I would say so, yes. Okay, so here's another subject for you. And this is, I find this very interesting. Um, some of the GAN guys, and I'm pretty sure Navitas is in this boat, are talking about how fast you you can charge your devices, um, like a smartphone, for example. My question, okay, first of all, um, it, it is true, right? We can charge these things really fast as compared to what we were doing a couple of years ago, right? That's completely correct. You can now get, uh, for example, Realme have a, a phone uh, using a 240 watt peak power charger with Navitas GAN, and that will charge from zero to 100% in nine and a half minutes. Okay, so that's great. However, is that good for the battery? Will will the battery last? Will you be able to do as many cycles on a battery when you're charging at that power level as if you were charging what we were doing before, which I guess was like 45 watts or something like that? Um, are you shortening the battery life? If we were still using old battery technology, the answer would be yes, both on a uh, you know heat when you're charging the battery and also on a, a life cycle basis for the battery. And there are certain phone companies in the world that still are relatively conservative. A um, couple of companies max out at 30 watts. They haven't got yet gone to the 45 watts that you mentioned. However, if you look at new battery balancing technologies, um, some phones now have split cells. So you have the power coming in, feeding into two different batteries. You also have things like um, uh, Oppo have a battery health engine, which means that it's got a, a very carefully controlled software engine that looks after the battery life. And then you've also got new materials. So for example, Graphene lithium iron is a new version of the technology. And that means that when you charge the phone at full power, it doesn't get hot when you charge it and there is no wear out uh, lifetime mechanism. 
So if you were using old battery technology, yes, it would be a problem, but there are companies who are using new technology and so they can handle all of that power. Okay, but let's be clear on what we're defining as new technology and old technology. I'm, I'm using, I don't even know what I use. I have an iPhone 11, 12, something like that. Is that deemed old technology by your definition? That is, that. Uh, I would say older and conservative technology. Those ones are limited at 30 watts. Even the iPhone 14 is a 14 watt. Similar to Google Pixel, that's a 30 watt max as well. But when you get into Samsung's, uh, you go Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, those guys are really adapting new, adopting new technology so they can have faster charge times. So does that mean my iPhone will not charge any faster using your technology? That's, that's correct. Um, if you put a 100-watt charger on an iPhone, it will limit to 30 watts. Got it, got it. Okay. Well, I, I guess that makes me feel better. If 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 you were to if I was to to break into this thing and remove that limitation and to be able to charge it faster, do you have any idea what the degradation degradation of the battery would be? I mean, am I is this thing going to only last for another month, or is I mean, is it like a five or ten percent reduction? That I can't comment on specifically. Um, you would have to get around the USB PD protocol, which obviously is the um, kind of interrogation confirmation loop um, where a 100-watt charger will, first of all, ask the downstream device, what are you and how much power, how much volts, how many volts do you need, um, which is the safety mechanism, which gives the universality for portable charging. Um, but an actual number, I couldn't couldn't put my finger on that. Okay. Uh, you mentioned a new, a new technology, uh, a new battery chemistry that I'm not familiar with. Um, Lithium what graphene what? lithium ion. Yeah, what what is what is that? Yeah, I'm I'm slightly happy about this because uh, graphene was uh, created at Manchester University in the UK, which happens to be my alma mater. So big big thumbs up to the Manchester guys. Um, basically, it um, graphene is is a very dense carbon based uh, material. You can use it in many different ways. It's a good heat spreader. It's a good um, uh, thing to avoid temperature rise. So in the battery itself, it basically allows uh, the materials to uh, slip past each other without causing any uh, heat. Um, and it's the heat uh, when you're charging, and then it's the kind of heat over time, which creates a wear out mechanism. So graphene basically is uh, acts as a cooler. Um, to avoid any heating of the battery. Very interesting. Um, we all know that almost everything comes with a trade-off. Do you know if there's a downside to this technology? I don't believe so. I haven't seen any. I think it's a great use of new technology in a, a new space. Okay, that sounds awesome. And so finally, are, are you working with the Apple folks to figure out how to get, be able to charge these phones at super fast speeds? Great question. All I can say is that we're, uh, engaged with uh, 10 out of the 10 mobile OEMs. Uh, we're in mass production with nine of those and we'll be in with the 10th by the end of the year, but I can't comment on that company specifically. Yeah, my question is probably one you don't want to answer anyway, but it, I, I was asking more about is Apple having these discussions with people like Navitas, not necessarily with Navitas, but to be able to take advantage of this technology? I think um, all of the mobile OEMs are looking at ways to improve the 
the portability for their customers, whether it's charge speed, whether it's lightness, whether it's another factor. Um, I think they're all looking at different ways to improve the, the portability and charging experience for their customers. And are you 100% confident in your technology? Because we all know if you ship 10 million of these and one blows up, that's a really bad thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, in terms of numbers, we've shipped over 75 million of the GAN units. My apologies. And we're, <laughs> and we're running at less than one ppm. So it's a great track record for quality reliability. And uh, we really started the quality from the ground up by designing in protection to the circuit. Our device itself then acts as an extra protection for the application. We've got internal uh, autonomous current sensing and then turn off if, if it's too much, for example. So we really improve the, the reliability, the robustness of the whole system. Um, when it comes to, you know, if, if one device has a problem, um, if we go back to the, uh, the issues with Samsung in the past, uh, that turned out to be a uh, quality issue with the battery itself, had nothing to do with the charging mechanism. So as long as uh, obviously the, the system protocols are intact and there's good quality, I don't see a reason to be uh, timid about fast charging. It's it's here and it's here to stay. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to get those Apple folks to uh, implement this technology. Sounds like a plan. Thanks very much, Rich. My pleasure. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate your time. That was Stephen Oliver. He is a vice president with Navitas Semiconductor, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.